The Royal New Zealand Navy has a new taonga, a quilt sewn by 12 serving and retired female naval personnel, with each of the 49 squares telling a story of their time in service. Those stories cover six decades, with the sewers aged from their 30s to their 80s. It's taken 18 months to complete, with the sewers repurposing old navy uniforms, buttons and braid to create the squares. Take a look at the quilt on our webpage, rnz.co.nz slash standingroomonly. It's beautiful. And it's about to be shown to the public in an exhibition called Threads Through Time at the Navy Museum in Devonport. I spoke to two of the sewers, Chief Petty Officer Fiona Carter and Sandy Watson, who served first as an Able Signals Wren and then in the 1980s with the reserves. Well, Sandy explains what material has been available to the sewers from the surplus old uniforms. They are a mix of uniforms that probably go back a long, long time, uh, a real mix. The colour scheme would go from very deep, deep blacks to different shades of blues over the years. Some, One of our ladies even had uh, worn denim back in her time in the Navy. So there are various colours and shades. White, of course. Khaki was a very popular choice of fabric in the 1970s, I think it might have been. Uh, that was based on the Canadian trials at the time of wearing Navy people into khaki-type uniforms. It was more of a beige. I think that's pretty much all we... Oh, and the different blues that the women wore over the several years that we had the blue working rig was from very pale blue to mid-blue to hmm, slight deeper blue. So we did have quite a lot of different shades of the uniforms, but still they were black white and blue, just different shades of, and the khaki. There was, of course, the other uniforms, like the trades had different uniforms. The chefs, of course, had their little black and white or navy blue and white checks, various things like that. So we were able to get a good selection to work with. Not to mention the the buttons and the braid and those other accessories. Fiona, I'll bring you in here. What's your involvement with the exhibition? So my parents were both serving in the Navy. So my mum um, joined as a Wren back in those days. Once you got married, you, you weren't allowed to stay any longer. So then I joined the Navy, can't remember exactly why. Um, so when she got involved in this project, she mentioned it to me and said, you should do it. So um, kind of Navy acronym, nobody, anybody volunteer yourself, um, you get volunteered. So that's kind of how I got, got into it. She volunteered me to do some. So you both represented in the quilt? Yes, yeah. My, I've done two of the squares and my mum has done two of the squares as well. I've seen you describe Fiona as not a quilter. So what skills have you had to acquire to do this? Uh, I can sew a straight line. So it was trying to use sewing straight lines to create something that works. And then just thinking of what my mum does, yeah, I learned how to iron and make things stick <laughs> um, was how some of them worked. Um, but a, a lot of the, the squares I did, mine aren't quilted per se. Uh, it's more of a, a picture. So, yeah, I can get away with doing straight lines. Nothing wrong with a good straight line. Sandy, I'm going to bring you back in here. I think one of the things that is really striking about this too is the quilt is telling the stories of these 12 contributors. What's your story and how have you told it through the patches on the quilt? I've probably taken a bit of poetic licence with some of these. Initially it was 
really to look at the fabrics and try and evoke a memory of what that fabric represented to you and how you could best show it on a square. I have never classed myself as being uh, creative, but through this has really taught me that I am creative and I'm quite pleased that I've learnt finally at this age. I completed the first one, which is of the harbour, showing a small sailboat. I took a exped to Paihia from Auckland on an open whaler. And in those experts back then, I don't even know if they still exist now, but you had the police, Navy, Army, Air Force all competing against each other to get to the edge of um, Paihia first. It was taken over four or five days and it was just an amazing experience to do. So that was my first square on that. And I really had to think hard. I probably unpicked that one three times before I got it to how I was satisfied with it. I also, because of my love for piecing together scraps and doing things just a little bit different, I started to do a little bit of a abstract. I think I have probably got something like three, maybe four abstracts in there, which I really enjoyed doing towards the end. It didn't evoke any memories, of course, but it was just something I was able to do by showing you can repurpose old fabrics into new fabrics or art form, becoming more like a textile art. I uh, quite enjoyed doing that. There are other things that evoke memories were the one up the very top of the quilt as a cat sitting on a missile. Back in the 70s, the ships carried sea cat missiles back then. And when a young sailor had finished his training, their first day when they joined a ship, they were told that they had to go down to the galley ask the chef for a bowl of milk to go and feed the sea cat because they had no idea that the sea cat was not anything other than a cat. Uh-huh. So they would go down and for their pains, they used to get a clip around the ears and told off for wasting the chef's time. However, the poor little things would be wandering around up on the deck trying to find the sea cat to feed the cream to, never knowing that it was actually a missile. So that's how I changed that sort of memory into my square cat sitting on top of the missile with a little crown on her head. <laughs> I uh, love that. The other one on one of the sides here, I've got a lady sailor standing on the floor with a mop in one hand and a bucket in the other with a speech bubble above her head saying, join the Navy, see the world, they said. So that, that was the sort of thing that I have done. I love it. Fiona, for you, has this been quite something, you and your mum working on this project together? I just, I have this vision of you having great conversations has it meant a lot to her to be part of this because it's a very collegial project you know these 12 of you have all contributed to it yes it has it's not so much about what you did it's the the who you're doing it with Mm -hmm. I think is is what most people have got from this it's a spending time with each other um so even though she's involved with uh RSA and Tauranga it's still a little bit different from without being gender biased just sitting down with a lovely bunch of ladies and just reminiscing and telling clean stories and not so clean stories and (laughs) um yeah for me even just hearing some of their stories it's like wow that's that's just amazing it's sort of stuff that you don't hear as much anymore the navy becomes your second family Mm. so they know the experiences that you've been through and you can just say something and they know exactly what you mean whereas someone who's never been through there it's a little bit hard to explain it to people so I think that that was the big thing for her for myself and probably for most of the other ladies as well 
love some more detail on some of the images then that you did create. I know that there'll be straight lines in there somewhere for you. <laughs> but what, when you really started to think about what your time in the Navy means to you uh, and, and working with these materials, you know, these range of materials, what were some of the images that came to mind for you? Uh, well, the first one was the easiest one for me um, and it's been such a big part of everybody's life for the last few years um, and that's COVID. It's had a massive impact on everybody and um, having worked in an area that was still dealing with new people coming through, that was the first square that I created. So the dust done in uniform fabric rather than the, the yellow, white and black that people are used to. The second one took a lot longer. Um, I thought of doing hats, I thought of doing uniforms. I had someone standing, looking out to see, like watching the ships come in and going out. But I didn't really like any of them. And then I sort of really thought about it. And it's acknowledging our past, but looking to the future. And it, it's building, it, it's strengthening those ties. So it, it's not forgetting our past because there's so much that we can learn, but using that not letting it hold us back. So look to our future. Um, so that was what my second square represented. So it has the waves going backwards, acknowledging what we've done, but then also waves going forwards to say, yep, let's look to our future and see where we can go. And then obviously you have to have the Southern Cross because, you know, that's New Zealand. <laughs> so that's the other little part of it as well. Sandy, when you look at the quilt as a whole, this kind of 60 years represented service from these female naval personnel who've had their own experiences through different decades, uh, through different acceptance as women, I'm sure, in the Navy. We touched on that before with some of those stories and, and one of your squares. I feel like it could be almost overwhelming for you when you're looking at other people's stories as well as your own together. What do you think people seeing this will learn about life in the Navy for women? Uh, I've just had that experience when I walked in the door this morning and saw it hanging on the wall for the first time and it literally was like a kick in the heart. It really was overpowering um, and that's the only word I can apply to it this morning. Ask me again in another week and I may be able to give you something, another, another description, but it really did take my breath away this morning uh, and fortunately there were two people standing there so I went and spoke to them and they were asking questions about some of these squares to be able to explain the reasoning behind a lot of the squares was just great. And it just, just, just comes back to the actual camaraderie that just oozed out of the start of the workshops when we all got together. You know, it has no relevance to the fact whether you're in for five minutes, five weeks, five years, that common thread just flows through. And the next thing you're all starting, well, what year did you join? Well, uh, what branch were you? Who did you know? Do you remember so-and-so? And next, the practical jokes and the pranks that they used to get up to. It was just breaking the ice and there was no longer any division of any of those six decades of service. It was all just one. And the experiences, quite often they were very similar. Uh, the fact that back when I was in, you were not allowed to see, whereas in Fiona's time, well, that's just part and parcel and it's accepted that they go to sea. Back when again when I was in and a lot of these other ladies were in, we were segregated. We were not allowed to walk through the naval base unescorted. 
We weren't allowed to sleep in there. There was no barracks for us in there at that time. We had uh, dedicated hostels, basically, Elizabeth House and Margaret House when you were training, both of which are beautiful heritage homes now. That sort of thing, it just was very different. It wasn't good or bad. It was just the way it was then. It was different. The wages were different. When you look at some of those squares, I look at some for the, the two ladies who are now in their 80s, their experiences were clearly different to what my experiences were in as much as they were more traditional in their outlook, perhaps, is one way I could probably put it, whereas mine was very different. I was probably into what they called the last of the swinging 60s by then. The the groups that I used to go with, Fiona's mother, Margaret, she and I were both in the same intake in April of 1969 as one of the other ladies in the group. We were off out partying most weekends. The memories that we evoked from just all of that and was sharing with the group was just great. And the whole thing just absolutely oozes camaraderie, shared memories, and they just kept coming. Every time we got together, there was more and more and more. And I think that's what hit me when I walked in that door. Wow, I know the memories of them at all of those ladies that have contributed to that. This is an extremely unique achievement in as much as that there will be nothing like this anywhere in New Zealand. I can guarantee that. Possibly, and I would love to be proven wrong, but I think there's probably the only one of its type made in the world by ex-service woman for a Navy museum made out of old Navy uniforms. That is how unique it is. And for us to be able to achieve this all goes down to Jane and Maritza, the two wonderful ladies here at the Navy Museum. This could not have been done without them. They have just given us the encouragement and the freedom to be able to create this. And I just can't thank them enough. Just goes to show that if you have a dream, oh, she's going to cry now. (laughs) She's going to make me cry. (laughs) Um, That if you've got a dream and people actually believe in you and support you, you can achieve. Sandy Watson and Chief Petty Officer Fiona Carter who've contributed to the quilt at the heart of the Threads Through Time exhibition. It opens to the public at the Torpedo Bay Navy Museum in Tamaki Makoro on the 1st of October as part of the Auckland Heritage Festival.